Greetings, beautiful ones. I am Ms. BJ Martin, and this is Snails with No Shells. Leave that shell at the door. You see, a lot of us are running around here living in our shells. Some of us are putting muscles on our shells. Some of us are putting makeup on our shells. On this platform, leave that shell at the door. Just be free, be comfortable to be who you are in your own skin. Let's be slugs for a little while. <laughs> Everyone is welcome to this show. There is no judgment on this platform. We keep it clean and we keep it cool. All right. Not because See you of later. Desperation, not just mental conversations, communication. Greetings, beautiful ones. I am Ms. BJ Martin, and this is Snails with No Shells. And on my platform, you are going to leave that shell at the door. All right, so let's get it started. Let me introduce my amazing guest. She's amazing, beautiful, and talented, you guys. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to, for you to meet her. Let me introduce Miss Shanice. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Crowd goes wild. Oh. <laughs> oh, talk, when I get some sound effects, it's going to be on and popping. <laughs> yes ma'am okay so i'm gonna start with the first question which i ask everyone where are you from okay so i am from atlanta i was born and raised here all my life so i am an official atlian <laughs> okay all right awesome so now this is the next question for all my atlians are you a grady baby no, unfortunately, uh -oh. I am not. Uh -uh. So, uh -uh. <laughs> yes. okay. No side hospital. <laughs> oh, okay. So, from my understanding, if you were not born at Grady, your mom or your dad or somebody was bougie. That's what I heard. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said she couldn't have it. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so nice. Okay. So, Okay, so if I was not from Atlanta or didn't know anything about Atlanta, where would you suggest that I uh, get something to eat from? Where should I go? Um, it depends on what type of vibe you want, but I just generally love to tell people to go to 656. That is my spot. Um, they have good music. It's always a good vibe. It's always a mixed crowd, and they have good food. Okay. So um, what... What is Atlanta like? Is there a certain food that Atlanta is known for? Wings. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get some of the best wings. You're going to get some of the best wings here in Atlanta. Like hands down, you're going to get some of the best wings. Okay. Wings your... and brunch. <laughs> oh, okay. And what's your favorite wing type of flavor? So I am a honey mild lemon pepper type mm, of guy. Yes, yes. That <laughs> sounds delicious. Oh, I miss some wings. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so where if I if I had like, you know, family, kids and all that, what would you tell us to go? Where should we go as far as, you know, like a good location in Atlanta to take a family? Are we just hanging out for fun, food? What kind of vibe? Okay, going? just fun. How about fun? Um, I would say that there are so many new fun places here in Atlanta. Um, I recently went to Put Shack. You have Complex Sports, Round One, Main Event, um, 
that was like it's so many fun indoor activities that are here in Atlanta now you got the Delphi Museum the Trap Museum you have all type of fun activities for people to go and places for people to go okay awesome all right okay so what about a girls night out what would you okay and we're gonna say uh, I need to probably give you an age group <laughs> So about uh, 25 and over girls night out um okay 25 and older girls night out so I'm not about the nightlife um I like okay. to go to like chill like lounges so you'll catch me anywhere that has like wings lamb chops and hookah <laughs> Ooh, girl you said lamb chops yes ma'am yes ma'am okay all right Good, good answers. Good answers. Thank okay. You, thank you. <laughs> okay. So, Shanice, what was it like growing up in the A? Um, growing up in Atlanta for me was just it was fun. Like it was different. Um, I feel like we are definitely exposed to so much more at a young age. But I just feel like the love that we have for our city was just different like it was a family um it was a community and it was just always something to do like I feel like that's the most um memorable thing about growing up in Atlanta is that whatever despite your age group it was always something to do like there's something for babies kids teenagers adults um older people senior citizens like it's always something for everybody to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay all right, so now tell us about Shanice today. Tell us about you, or a little bit about you. So I am a teacher, I'm an author, I'm a mental health advocate. Um, so I do a lot of community service, pretty much. Everything I do, I try to make sure that I'm helping somebody else. Um, so that's like really what I stand on. I'm a fun person, but I'm also down for helping my community and helping others. I like that. I like that. And that's why um, I started my platform too, Shanice, because there are so many people that are, that are out there doing things in the community that, that are not popular or that everybody doesn't know. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I'm, I'm always rooting for the underdog and I consider myself like the underdogs. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let's just, people need to see what, what we're doing and what others are doing that are making major changes in our community, you know? So I totally get that. Yeah. So you say you are a teacher. So what uh, ages and grades do you teach? So I teach middle school, specifically eighth grade, um, ages 13, 14. And I I catch some 15-year-olds. So I had the teenagers. Oh. (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. How is that? How is that experience? Like, being a teacher teaching eighth graders and um how how are you Shanice I'm 26 26 and I know them kids your fifth year when I was I started when I was 21 (laughs) wow give me like what is it like teaching middle school especially eighth grade because they think they're the seniors of middle school by that time I've done sixth grade, sixth and eighth. I definitely okay. prefer eighth over sixth grade, but I just feel like um, one is it's definitely 
very time consuming and it can be emotionally overwhelming because I play so many roles not just a teacher in the classroom I am a mentor I'm like an aunt a big sister a mother mm-hmm. um, a disciplinary person like I'm just so much in, in one setting for eight hours every day mm-hmm. so it can be like emotionally overwhelming but um, I do love teaching middle school because I feel like that's when teachers make the greatest impact on kids or that's when you can just period make the greatest impact on kids because they're going through um, that teenage phase and where the decisions that they're starting to make is going to affect them in the long run versus when they're in high school and they've pretty much made the decisions that's going to determine where they are so you you're you're able to catch a lot of um, kids and change the course of their lives just in that middle school setting so that's like the most I guess the most rewarding thing and the thing that just keeps me in middle school Mm, that's beautiful that's beautiful so when you started teaching um did you want to school what was the like what was the plan with that did you did you think like okay I'm going to I want to do this because I'm going to you know uh, change someone's life how did that start so initially, I think it, I, I am a firm believer um, in God. So mm-hmm. I do think it was in God's plan for me to be in middle school. So just, um, I, I didn't do the traditional teaching route. I am actually a business major. So um, my goal in college was to own a daycare. So I wanted to work with babies. Mm. And my mentor at the time suggested that I go through Teach for America. Um which would allow for me to teach with the degree that I have, which wasn't in education. So I went through this program and it's not a program where you are able to select. I didn't get to select the city that I worked in. So they told me to pick my top three. I made a, I guess I won them over with my argument and I was able to stay here in Atlanta. You don't get to pick your district. You don't get to pick your grade. You don't get to pick your school. So I had no say so over where I would be. I okay. knew I didn't want to be in high school because I was only 21. I looked like a child. <laughs> yes. I just knew that that would be super hard trying to be fresh out of college teaching kids that are only three years younger than me. You know, three or, yes. three or four years younger than me. Um, and I didn't really think I, I thought I wanted elementary school because I wanted to own a daycare. But, you know, I quickly learned because I did some volunteer work that, you know, you have to have a lot of patience. And at 21, I didn't have a lot of that. So Mm -hmm. I was placed in sixth grade and um, I felt like it was part of God's plan because I lost my sister who was at the time in middle school. So it just circled back and my first year of teaching, I just feel like it was all in God's plan because again, I lost my sister to suicide and my first year of teaching, I was more of a mentor to so many kids um, Mm -hmm. that contemplated suicide. Really? I was like, you know, I was... I could relate to them and I touched so many kids I was able to help so many kids because in a black community that was a stigma that was something that wasn't talked about or what it was talked about nobody knew how to deal with it nobody had really experienced that personally like I did Mm -hmm. so I felt like I I was meant to be in middle school like it was destined for me to be there and I think that's why I'm still here five years later just the the way that I've been able to impact kids and just standing in the need, standing that gap um, as a teacher, as a mentor, and then bring it together as a mental health advocate. Wow, 
that's deep that is wow and so that was gonna be my next question why you know why did you get into um the myth the myth mental health um advocacy why did you start doing that so a uh, part of it was my losing my sister to suicide and the other part of it was i actually battled with depression and i contemplated or attempted suicide a few times um in the past and it was just growing up it was one of those things that even though i'm a lot younger than um my mom and of course like my grandparents and things of that nature it was just still even for me only being 26 it was still something that was kind of kept in the closet and it's just now starting to come to light in 2021 where we are comfortable with talking about mental health issues and Mm -hmm. what we're dealing with in the public and not one of those you know you deal with it in-house or you just shove it in the closet or you you don't know what you're feeling or you're crazy Mm -hmm. so I personally dealt with depression and suicide and nobody around me understood what I was going through and therapy wasn't an option because one we didn't have access to it nobody knew where to start for therapy Mm -hmm. um and then just paying for it that was the other part so just putting those two things together I definitely felt like I wanted to educate myself more Mm -hmm. on the topic and then educate others on how to deal with it because I'm like if you know, people took the time out to educate themselves, then I wouldn't have felt the way that I felt. Maybe I wouldn't have felt the way that I felt for so long without, you know, therapy or just the proper educated people to stand in a, stand in the need for me. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's deep. That is so deep. I'm finding out some things that I did not know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, and and I, and that's, and that's why I love this. And, and um, if you didn't know, and I've talked about it before, that I had experienced um, trying to commit suicide as well when I was in high school. I was like about fifteen, and so um, I too know what it feels like to be in that position. You know, to feel like uh, it would, I didn't matter, and if it wouldn't matter if I was here or not, you know. Um, so I love when that's why I love having this platform because I get to you know learn information and just get to get to know you guys on a on a, on a deeper level and it's it's amazing how uh, we seem so different in, in one way but then we start talking it's like oh we there are a lot of similarities you know right, in our in our life would think yeah yeah wow oh that was deep that was deep. Um, okay, so and you know I'm that mental health everything. I'm like every Monday, you know, I'm posting on uh, social media about mental health because, like, right, like I, I say, yes, yes, to be to be depressed even as a, as an adult, you know, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because it's just it's a continued cycle, especially if you don't do the healing or you don't really know what to do. It, it, it continues it comes in different ways you know what I mean right you don't know what to do you don't know how to deal with it right and we don't talk about it and we always we have don't. you know these secrets you know these family secrets don't what's the saying don't talk about what's going on in my house you yeah. know what, that old, in the, what goes on in this house stays in it stays in this house and I, I keep hearing it and I'm thinking like oh it's just no that's like that was the it's common recycled trauma yes that's what's going on in this house and we can't we can't we gotta open up the doors to let it out in order to move forward and heal e- exactly and there shouldn't be anything going on 
that I did that I shouldn't be, you know, in the house anyway from anybody to be talking about. You know what I mean? So yes, so I love I love this that now we were able to be more open and talk about it. And um I was really shocked about the, you know, the numbers of the um, you know, the younger generation, the millennials and on down who are, you know, have wanted to commit suicide and all that. So um right. Yes, I love what you all are doing. I I do, I do. Um, so you are a teacher, we covered that, you are a mental health advocate, and you are an author. Yes. So let's talk about let's talk about the author. What made you want to become an author? So um Growing up, I was the only child in my household on my mother's side. I had siblings on my dad's side, but in my mother's household, I was the only child. So journaling was always my outlet. Um, I wasn't really vocal about my feelings, which is something I still struggle with today, just Mm -hmm. childhood trauma. And I was never really vocal about my feelings, so I would always journal. And that just turned into like a real passion of mine. Um, I loved expressive writing. Um, and I kind of write poetry as well and so in college I actually sat in a library one day and I started a blog where I would just talk about my feelings um, and I would talk about random topics I saw something on Twitter and I had an opinion about it mm-hmm. and I actually ended up um, gathering up a strong number of readers that were consistently reading and commenting on my posts and for oh. years people would tell me like write a book write a book you know you should write a book your words are just so well written like you know we're all saying the same thing but the way you say it is just different mm-hmm. and I just I was, I've always been shy I'm a behind the scenes type of person which blogging allowed for me to you know it, it's kind of share my work express myself but still remain behind the scenes and um this year actually at the beginning well, I'm going to say last Thanksgiving, maybe last Christmas, my grandmother told me, like, stop putting your work on the internet um, and just start writing a book. And I was like, you know, I've been, I had writer's block for six months before she told me that I couldn't blog. I, I, I didn't post for six months. And I had mm-hmm. people reaching out like, hey, you haven't posted or anything like that. So my grandma told me this and I'm like, eh, you know, I brushed off. I, I hear you, but I don't hear you. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the year, on my birthday, which is in January, I did a photo shoot and I created a photo book for myself and I told myself, you know, this was the year of success. Mm-hmm. Um, I it didn't have any thought or meaning behind it. I just did it. And then I got one more person that told me, you should write a book. Mm-hmm. So I sat down one day and I started typing. And when I started typing, I didn't stop. And I wrote my entire book in 30 days. Um, that's how dedicated I was and just how into writing I was I sat there um, for 30 days and I just I typed I typed I typed until I had a completed book wow 30 days that's awesome (laughs) wow that is awesome okay and so what is the title of your book and can you talk more about it yes so my book is titled sincere thoughts a transition from trauma to healing and I talk about the chapter book five chapters I talk about childhood trauma relationship trauma um, and then a loss of a loved one and then the last two chapters I talk about ways to heal and move forward with or from that trauma um 
you know, I talked about just my feelings and my perspective as a child and how I dealt with my emotions with my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, relationship, I was in a relationship for six years and it was like extremely toxic and mm. um, unhealthy for my mental. And I talked about that. And then, of course, I lost my sister to suicide. And then I lost, I recently lost my grandfather, which those two there took a real emotional toll on me. And I just felt like those were just three general um three general umbrellas of emotion or just trauma period that we all deal with as humans and I just decided mm-hmm. to just finally be vulnerable about those experiences and um I incorporated right journal not journal writing prompts as well as questions so mm-hmm. that as my readers are reading my story they can actually unpack their own trauma and by the time that you're done, you should be able to find ways to heal and move forward from your own personal experiences while hearing my story as well. And I stated mm-hmm. that I like poetry, so of course I left like a few poems in there and um, mm-hmm. affirmations and things of that nature. So it's all around uh, God, kind of wellness God um, that shares my story and then allows for you to unpack your own. Oh wow! Okay, do you do you happen to have the book on you? I know you're probably out and about, um, or do you remember anything that you wrote? Yes, I have. I, I do. Yeah, well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> this is my that she ain't playing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> read us something, please. I'll share. I'll share my author's note. Um, okay. <clears throat> just living alone is a never-ending battle. Life is full of highs and lows, with some sprinkles of good and bad. I'm not perfect and I really won't pretend to know all of the answers, but I would say I would like to share my story and in return, hopefully provide some laughs, a smile, and some assistance with getting through the challenges and traumas of life. I honestly don't have all of the answers, but the purest intention is to express myself in a way that is relatable and helpful for someone going through the things I've endured. Understand that once you lose your reasons to fight, you will no longer serve a purpose here. Pouring out my heart into this book had to be one of the hardest things I've ever done. Everyone has always seen me as that one, that kind of person that had it all figured out. So opening up about my challenges and traumas I faced is still a struggle. I had many days where I wrote in tears with my, I wrote with tears in my eyes. Some days, especially when discussing the death of my grandfather, I had to stop and take a break from writing overall. I laughed, I cried, I smiled, and so much more writing this book. Overall, telling my story has brought me so much peace and healing. I was able to self-evaluate and properly close doors to many hidden emotions. Oh, that was beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Thank you. That was beautiful. Yes. And I'm sure we are all honored to um, be able to hear your story because that's a big that's like major that's a big step to share your you know your personal story your personal your your journey especially when you're dealing with those type of topics the um the you know the the toxic relationships and you know the loss of your sister you know and your grandfather and i mean it's it's a lot because you you know you wanted to you know commit suicide then you lost your sister to that you've overcome a lot a lot like my my staple of strength right there Mm -hmm. that's awesome so what um so where can okay so before i go to that question 
was it hard for you to get the book out like to get it to get it put together uh in a physical book as a physical book no and I think it was easier for me because I went through a publishing company um and they were very professional but I also kind of had everything mapped out as well I had um with um just the different editing sites I think I used Canva and I created Mm -hmm. a potential book cover which my book cover looks way similar to the one that I created on my own um I had everything my manuscript laid out um and I knew the flow and the layout of my book that I wanted and I envisioned from start to finish and the publishing company just made that whole process easy from editing to um just the type of book that I wanted to to have the feel of it the interior design and then the printing overall it was just super easy by going through a publishing company and it just allowed for me to put and invest up front and then sit back and let the money come in once my initial investment was done mm-hmm. okay awesome thank you for that um, information because some people don't know you know where to go or where to start so thank you I would for definitely go through a publishing company for my first book um anyone that's looking to publish a book your first book I would go through a publishing company um they'll help you get it to sites such as Amazon Barnes and Noble that whole process is taken care of for you and it's a whole lot easier because you're coming off of that stress and the tension of one just writing up entire book and then two you put in your workout to share with the world Mm, awesome hmm. I like that just a wealth of information <laughs> yes okay so <clears throat> excuse me so okay so please tell us again uh, the name of your book uh, where we can purchase the book find the book and um, you know all of your social media handles and all that good stuff so again, the title of the book is Sincere Thoughts. Um, it can be purchased on SincerelyShanice.com. It's available on Amazon, Target, Walmart, as well as Barnes & Noble. If you just Google um, Sincere Thoughts, Shanice Farmer, my name will come up. Um, and you can purchase the book from any one of those platforms. My Instagram is just me, Shanice. That's my personal Instagram. And then, of course, I have my book Instagram where I post um, affirmations and just information regarding my book and just other mental health tips. That Instagram is the sincere softness. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Wow. So that that was that was amazing. I, I really love this conversation you know I, I say these are conversations because I want you to be you know comfortable I don't feel like oh I'm interviewing you I want you to be nervous you know what I mean right so yes this is an amazing conversation I could probably go on for another hour <laughs> talking to you it's been such a pleasure it. yes and thank you for um, being on my podcast I appreciate you okay so um before we go um, is there like a message that you would have to any of the listeners or a quote or anything that you'd like to say? I see, I want to leave you all with a nugget. <laughs> yes, yes. 
I'm sure you got a few in that book. I know you could just turn to a page. <laughs> yes. So, um, you deserve to smile without doubt or fear. You deserve to be safe, feel safe and comfortable. And the season of pain and suffering has subsided and the sun is shining once again on you. So that is my note to anybody, especially with it being December 1st. It's the start of a new month. It's the start of a new season. Start of a new chapter. Just embrace it. Um, enjoy it. And just flow through it. Whether it's good or bad happening in this season. Awesome. Beautiful. I love it. And um, yes, sincere thoughts. I this would be a good time to purchase journals because, you know, during the holidays, I post that, you know, people, like you said, you lost your grandfather. People are going through these holidays without, you know, their parents and their grandparents and their loved ones, sisters and brothers, you know, so it's definitely, like you said, it's a good, yes, it's a good time to journal and um, just, you know, check on, check on each other, you know, check on your friends and families. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is so refreshing. I I love I love having conversations especially with my millennials because y'all y'all getting it in. I <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. You. You're so productive and just in and all the, you know, the joy and love that you that you spread, you know, and I just hope that you just change, you know, just millions of lives, you know, and just and just add some joy and some peace to millions of people. Yeah, that's my prayer. My prayer for you. Yes. Thank you. And I am accepting it. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, again, thank you, Shanice, for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time to listen to my podcast. And before I go, I would just like to say this. Remember, just like the sun, you are necessary. I love y'all. Peace. Peace.